0: at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tractor boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine.
1: Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL. I'm
0: going to take you fishing, honey.
2: You're going to love it. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank. Good evening. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I am Captain Scott Shank. Captain Ricky Papour is here tonight, and we have a special guest, and that's Captain Bill Pollock. Hey, Bill.
1: Even Captain Bill Polakoff. Same Palakoff, thing. Palavit,
2: whatever. <laughs> Get over it. You Captain know, P with a
1: lot of letters after that. Exactly.
2: Ending. Hey, Bill. Thanks. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great um interesting week this week um was able to fish a couple days um and boys i'm telling you when that fog rolled in and it rolled in there was no seeing 10 feet off the dock i mean it was it was bad was that monday monday and tuesday morning Um, and and sunday well, Sunday I didn't fish Sunday. Fish Monday and Tuesday. The the Buck Rogers crew
1: had some epic trips trips this week. I am unfortunately on the injured reserve right you now. Are. I like your scooter, but my scooter is awesome. But I I got to go down to the dock with him and help him clean up and yeah. But uh, I got to tell you about about uh, Anthony's trip on Monday. Okay, when we have a little bit of time, but
2: we we always talk safety, and that's the biggest thing in in the fishing community is safety. Um, We were still on the tail end of Christmas break, New Year's break, whatever you want to call it. So there was a lot of boats running around Monday and Tuesday. Got to the boat ramp at at, at 8 o'clock, was leaving at 8.30, and we watched that, Ricky, roll in. And when I say roll in, it was incredible. Uh, Anyhow, so we pushed off the dock. I stayed some time in Salt Run, hoping it was going to break like it usually does, but it didn't. Uh, It was foggy till I came in at 1 o'clock. But I guess the biggest thing of what we're going to do here, we're going to just talk about talk about it for one second, is how whenever you get in that situation, uh, for me running a bay boat, Bill, I know you run an offshore boat, so you got radar. Ricky, you run an offshore boat, you got radar. Um, it doesn't help for maybe the little boats unless you got it way dialed in. You know, it's very, you know, it's kind of hard to pick up a little 14, 16 foot stump knocker running around the river as you're heading out. Um but the biggest thing is when you're leaving out like that kind of stuff, and in that fog situation, I told my clients both days, I said, look, I need you guys to do me a real big favor. Oh, sure, Cap, what's up? I said, I need you guys to be quiet. I said, there's no talking. I said, when well, I'm running this big engine, because I'm listening for what's around me, because we all know that voices carry them across the water. Right. You guys make fun of me all the time that I don't need a VHF because you can hear when I hook up, you know. When I'm out there when we're all out there trolling together. So anyhow, with that being said, I just wanted them to know, listen, I want you guys to help me as much as what I'm looking for as well. Cause as I'm going, I'm watching, of course, my GPS to watch the channel markers. I'm idling. I'm not running hard. I'm idling. I idled everywhere that day. I fished three spots and they were all not far away. Cause they're just you couldn't see. You couldn't see fifty feet. Um another big thing to watch, and most people don't think about this. Is watch the water. It was slick for calm. Yeah. You are watching it for ripples. Yeah, watch it for boat wakes. Believe it or not, you you know if a boat wake, of course, is in front of you. Say there's a boat in front of you. Okay, well the boat wake is going to be wider to him. Okay, so you know he's going away from you. Okay. Yeah. You're watching it for to 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 not see any ripples anymore. Then you better come out of gear because he's like right there somewhere.
3: Fog is scary stuff,
2: I man. Don't, I it's mean, super scary. And if he's coming at you, the waves are going to be coming at a closer V, okay? But you're still going to have time, as long as you're not running fast, to take it out of gear. And I saw a lot of offshore boats. I know they're going on radar, but I'm very cautious. And, you know, it's, it's really hard on those warnings not to cancel, you oh, know, yeah. for us on the inshore side. I know you guys, you got everybody I talked to because I was going, man, Man, that must have been a long day. No, as soon as we broke 12, 15 miles, you know, I it was I gone. I not
3: fish Monday, but I talked to lots of guys. They said 20, 25 miles-ish seemed to be a breaking point in the fog. But until then, it was it was real.
2: It was. It was. And I could tell you the – the probably the most – I mean, I've, I've been scared a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been doing this a long time. I've been scared a lot. The worst time I was ever scared, and you and I talked about this, is – I was heading out the inlet one morning, and it was it was in May or June. I was going offshore, and it was foggy as all get out. I mean, bad sea fog. And I was I I personally, from the sea buoy all the way to Comanche Cove, every 100 feet I got a mark. I got a GPS mark. So if it ever does that, I know I'm getting home because I'm following my GPS marks yep. all the way into the marina. I got them all the way until I, the last one I have is a GPS point on the dock. I literally can just blindly, yeah, run my GPS points and literally put the boat on the dock, and I'm not going to worry about myself. I'm fine.
3: The, okay, the moving targets are what you have. The to The
2: moving targets are what you got to worry about. So anyhow, I, real quick, I was going out. A shrimp boat was coming in. This is in June. It had to be in June because the shrimp boats were working. Had to be in June, and it was foggy. I mean, bad foggy, and I could hear the nets swinging as he was coming through the inlet. But I couldn't tell where he was. Now at this time I was running a big I was running a sport fishing boat. Okay? And so his arms are down. He's coming through the inlet. His outriggers. With his outriggers, yep. they're down. And he's drying his nets. But I can hear the doors <laughs> going clank, 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 clank as he's coming through the inlet. Wow. But in the fog you don't know no, you can't where he's it. at. And and it
1: and his radar doesn't mark. His outriggers out. No, no. It marks him as a ship, but it doesn't
2: mark that extra 30 feet. Exactly. Where his his, outriggers are. I picked him up, but I did not pick up his outriggers. Okay? Yeah. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for coming off the throttle and kicking it hard to the right and go on to the south bar, I would have been decapitated. Wow. I would have run right into his outriggers. Yep. If I was steaming out like all these guys think that they're cool and all this, I mean, I'm really surprised— as bad as it was sunday monday and tuesday around that inlet and the uh, the amount of people that fished sunday monday and tuesday uh, you got to think we're well, really blessed i didn't i did not hear of any uh, any kind of yeah. little action happening
1: so the one thing that you guys don't have to deal with in st augustine that we have to deal with in mayport is ship traffic correct so um had a situation, uh, j- middle of December, um, right before I had my foot done, <clears throat> coming back in in just absolute soup-thick soup, th- soup thick fog. Got, uh, got about halfway in and my radar went out. Oof. So uh, the pilot house and the ship traffic all lives on channel 14. 14? 14. 14 coming out of Mayport. Okay, that's good to know. I jumped in on 14. I called the Mayport um, Pilot House. I said, "Hey, it's Team Buck Rogers. I'm inbound. You know, I'm just southeast of the inlet right now. I'm about six miles out. What's the ship traffic look like?" You know, and he said they, they jumped right back on. He said, "Hey, he said we got one at marker ten right now, which is just coming out of the inlet." Yeah. He said, uh, "There's another one at," and gave me the location of that and which direction they were going. You know, and he kind of oriented me as to where the ships were. So I said, okay, Cap, I'm going to go. And I went north of the inlet because he had one coming out and that was planning to go south once he came out. So I went north of the inlet and stayed outside the markers. And when I, then the ship started calling me and he said, hey, I'm right about to come out the mouth of the jetties. I said, well, I'm right at the end of the can. He said, I said, I'm just going to go flat in the water. He said, yeah, I've got you on my radar. You're good. He was as a 650-foot ship, and I did not see him until he was 200 feet from me. Yeah, him. yeah. You know, and and those those ships they just come out of nowhere. There's a video on Team Buck Rogers on our on our Facebook page uh, of that ship just appearing out of the fog. Yeah.
2: No, and I and I end up fishing the jetties both Monday and Tuesday, and I literally I told my guys, you guys are have to bait your own hook, because honestly. Because we all do it. Yeah. You follow the land. You know what I'm saying? You, if you don't or if not accustomed to the area, you know, you kind of follow the edge of the docks or whatever it may be. Okay. Well, dude, there's boats like, are, I mean, that are running 2,500, you know, turning, you know, 20 miles an hour. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, because they're <laughs> throwing, not only they throw me a hell of a weight, but I just don't want you to, I, I mean, do you see me? You yeah. know?
3: We've all had close calls in the fog. I mean, I, I had a, a close call years ago, but my old boat didn't have radar. It was more of an, uh, it was a hybrid model boat, inshore, near shore, offshore, whatever. And um, same deal, no you know, fog, super thick fog, and I'm going out the inlet. I was on plane, maybe going a little faster than I should have been, but I was probably going 20 miles an hour. And out of nowhere shrimp boat is crossing the channel yeah mm. Dragon nets drag yeah that's bad and it, you know it was close enough that i probably went over the top of his nets in my turn right i mean i didn't hit anything but way too close for comfort yeah and fog is fog is some scary you stuff, know and, you can, and
2: and people don't understand you're supposed to use a horn beep yeah I mean, they teach you that in sea school. Well, know? over two hundred meters, over two hundred meters, or over two hundred feet, two hundred feet. You're right. I'm sorry. That's so,
1: so, and that was actually the point I was going to bring up is these shrimp boats are not two hundred feet, right? So they're not giving you that that one prolonged every two minutes. You know, um, yeah, shout I'm, out to Captain Nick at
2: uh, right uh, Maritime Training. <laughs> but, but, but with that being <laughs> said, in in those situations like that, I understand. and I appreciate what the shrimpers do for us but oh, yeah. i really feel as though in situations like that you know nighttime foggy conditions yep. whatever that you need to pull your riggers up yep. you know i mean plain and simple i mean you're talking what an 80 foot shrimp boat now he's got he's actually taking up what 110 what's a shrimp boat shrimp boats 20 feet wide yeah At riggers least. are 45 on each side I so would he's say, yeah. he's somewhere around 115 120 feet wide yeah just like what you're saying with the ship. It, here's another
1: thing that I do is I reach in my emergency box and I actually take out my horn and I put it right on my dash because a lot of people don't think about that. But if I see another boat coming at me and he doesn't see me, I don't have time to to jump, grab it and yeah. give him a blast. It doesn't matter, right? You know, but but take that and put it out.
3: Yeah, that's a good point, Bill. I mean, a lot of us, like myself, I I have radar now, so I kind of feel less – I'm less threatened in the fog, I guess I feel. But just because I can see doesn't mean anybody else can
2: see me. Exactly. And it's a pucker factor. I don't care. I'd I'd rather be in six foot trying to come home in a bay boat than I would try to go out in a sea fog. That's just me. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't like that. I'm sorry. I'm scared to death of fog. But with that being said, down in St. Augustine-wise – um, the sheephead bite on the jetties continues to just kind of like be really, really good.
3: Oh, one before we get into that, one more safety topic I I, I thought about. I, I had a, a friend of mine, a, another charter boat captain this week. Uh, he was uh, running a 34 foot boat, he was going commercial fishing, and it was a new boat to him. It's the first time he'd ever been on this vessel. And, um, anyways, he started taken on water it's five o'clock in the morning it was still pitch black and he noticed his speed decreasing as he was traveling offshore he's oh. 31 miles offshore when he noticed he had a problem by the time he got to it and 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 recognized what the issue was he he was already near shorting his batteries out so he immediately called coast guard and 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 anybody who would listen after that and and, and tried to make sure he had a ride home yeah. he thought he was going down he was really nervous oh, yeah. and we're not talking about a newbie we're talking about a guy that's that's seasoned he knows yeah. he was he was really really scared he was going down and um yeah the dripless seals on the on the the in the outboard sh- or the it's an inboard vessel right. the, the shafts right. going out right. where they right. go right. Out right. through on the whole shafts yeah the seals they have were a coupler and the adjustment, they were not adjusted properly. I guess he he believes that a set screw maybe backed off, and no. you can't see that. No. And uh, anyways, that, that the two pieces of ceramic separated no. and started allowing and just water gives, in. It
2: doesn't. It doesn't take much.
3: And it shorted his bilge pumps out.
2: Yep. Um,
3: uh, he had no bilge pumps. He had no way to get the water out of the boat, so he he, he cut the cut the uh, live well pump. And and was used it to pump some, and then he had somebody
2: bucketing. But there again, there's somebody that's a captain that has ran boats. Okay, quick thinking on your feet, not a panic situation. Whether you got to always remember those batteries could stop at any point in time. You got to have a hand pump. You got to have something. A couple that's, little. You, you know, got to have.
1: You got to have one of those plastic plano tackle boxes. Yep. With two bilge pumps in it, a 10-foot length of pool hose, somewhere laid in your boat, and then you take those pumps and you put about 15 feet of wire on them with alligator clips. Yep. And then you you have those at the ready. Every one of our boats, all five of our boats have those. And one of the first things Chad teaches every new captain is how to use that system. Right. Because if he would have had that, he could have taken that spare bilge pump out, hooked it to a battery, dropped it in there, put the hose
2: over, and it would have started pumping. But most of the new boats, now these are this is an older style boat, okay, they have the batteries in, in the bilge. Above, no, ab- my
3: boat, most, mm-hmm. most of the no, newer no, boats are, I know what you meant to say, no, no, the older no, boats were below. The, the
2: older b- boats, they always just had yes. them mounted, okay, like mine is way up.
3: Below the deck.
2: Well, mine's in the cabin.
3: Yes, in the console.
2: In the console, two feet above deck. It's on a platform. Yes. Okay, so if water gets that high, I'm going down. There's no way. I mean, mean, they would never short out. What I'm trying to say is always make sure it doesn't take much. A little battery. It doesn't have to be this big, huge behemoth of a battery, but if you just have... Somewhere in a dry store, somewhere where you could do it, anything. Well, and the other thing is those those pumps
1: only pull like 10 amps. You could just put it in a cigarette lighter. That's, yeah. That You know, well, you if could just you, put that you, right in if you your But you don't dash. have power.
2: If they fill up over it and it shorts out your batteries, you ain't got power. You better find another battery. Well,
1: th- at that point, I'm going to cut a battery and pull it out.
2: Yeah,
3: I see what you're saying, Scotty. Your yeah. batteries are hard to get to. I thought you were saying that a no, lot no, no, of the No, no, older no, no, mine, mine are hard to get to, but they're the higher.
2: Deck. Mine are yeah. not below the deck, they're higher. Yes, so, I mean, I'm Most not... Most new
3: boats are built that way. Exactly. That's yep. my
2: point. But my, but what, but what, what is... I guess what I'm basically getting over is, lesson learned, yep. is he jumped on that boat in the morning at 4.30 and took off. Never been on this boat before in his life. So, I mean, all you knew is where the start button was and the running lights, and you took off. You didn't come down there and did just a like, I mean, well, just to check the oil. That. I'm just... I know that, but I'm just saying... I'm just talking in general for other people that, that just jump, on, jump on That was the first time he'd fish jump on boat. somebody's boat. Yeah. I don't care. I'm saying if you go rent a boat right. down in the Keys for the day, yes, it doesn't behoove you to not open up. Even though that guy says whatever, you need to open up and know where the seacocks are. You need to know where your bilge pumps are because God fearing something that like that cracks.
3: That's right. Sometimes I mean sometimes I was out in a brand granted, new I health. was out in
2: a brand new million dollar boat. The first time it ever left, and I'm down in Fort Pierce fishing a kingfish tournament, and the live well pump come unbuttoned. Now I don't know about you, about me, but that pumps two thousand gallons an hour. It was coming in that boat when I picked up what you were saying. I went back, walked back to the back because I felt the same thing. It was, why is it sloshing around? And I came back on it, opened up that back thing, and I was head deep in water.
3: Yeah. It can happen quick.
2: Anything can happen. You just got to know the boat. Know the don't boat. T- don't don't just take rent. it
3: for granted that everything's exactly. gonna be okay. Be prepared,
2: folks. You're listening to Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky, Captain Bill. I'm Captain Scott. Be right back.
1: Two, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010 XL.
3: Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm Captain Ricky it's before. Sitting in with Captain Bill Polakov and Captain Scott Shank. That's me. And I believe we have Captain Chip Wingo on the line.
4: How are we going, Chip? What's up, medium-sized Bill Hollywood and Scott? <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> hey,
3: Chip. So I, I I learned on the internet today that there's another uh, Captain Hollywood uh, out of South Florida down there. So Don't be that clown. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to change that up. Yeah,
1: that's
4: funny. The that Hollywood or Holly Holiday?
3: Uh, Hollywood, because I, I actually watched a video he he put on about uh, tying fluorocarbon to steel leader, and and he said his opening was Hollywood. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> I was like, that oh no. Funny. Hey, hey Chip, um,
1: Chip, let me. Let me hey, Chip, let me interrupt for one second. Back on the safety thing, real quick, guys. Um, tonight at the Jacksonville Offshore Sport Fishing Club. From 7 to about 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock, we are having our – it's our monthly meeting, but we are going to have the Coast Guard Auxiliary there presenting uh, safety and all of the new boating regulations Mm -hmm. and the boating safety stuff. It is open to the public. Anybody can go. It's at the new community center right across from the Mayport boat ramp. Dinner, clam chowder cook-off tonight. So that starts at 7.00. I'll be heading there as soon as we're done here. Yep. Uh, and then the meeting starts around 730. They'll be presenting, doing all kinds of stuff. We're also going to have a boat safety check uh, later in January at a location that we'll put out on our website. But the auxiliary is going to be there. You can bring your boat up there. They'll inspect it for free. They'll give you a sticker um, that shows that it's been inspected. So uh, good stuff. Sorry to cut you off, Chip. Go ahead.
4: Sorry. Right, you guys were talking about the bilge pump. Um, I, I heard you say like 15 feet if you have 30 feet of wire you can go to your trolling motor batteries if you have them I yep. you know a lot of these big boats now have trolling motor batteries <laughs> it's just something yep. that I have rigged up on my boat and I've had to use it um, unfortunately yeah I remember that day uh, oh yeah yep. had, a, had a mullet get stuck in the live well oh man it, well, it was pumping water out and what I didn't think about is my cast net um, locker, which is in the in the floor, my, you know, on the floor of my boat, on the deck, drains into my bilge. And it oh. was putting enough water in fast enough that my bilge actually shorted out, and I didn't realize it until I went to give up on plane. And uh, <laughs> there was a lot of water in there, let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, great. But um, Yeah, but being able to reach your trolling motor batteries in case you short out the other ones if you have them, you know, is, is another thing that's pretty cool, so... Yeah, and that fog was no joke. I fished in it, and thank God for Florida Marine Tracks and slow button down the intercoastal.
2: Well, I, I thought I thought it was quite interesting, and and you know it goes for everything. We don't unfortunately have that in Saint Augustine, but like Bill said, that was interesting that you, you could you go on Channel 14 and you could check on the shipping channel, what's inbound, yeah. what's outbound, and all that kind of stuff. What. What other channels? What other channels you use, Bill? I mean, charter channels are what nine up there? Eight, eight. Are y'all okay? Eight seventy two. Seventy
1: two is... are the, mainly for the offshore guys. <coughs> that's what that but, say, yeah yeah eight. Uh, people bounce around a little bit from we're there, eleven
2: but, and seventy two. Yeah, so that's you know what you know what we are all on, um, but. Uh, Oh, that's another good topic. If you were ever
3: to get in a bind, I don't. I'm sure most people know this, but Channel Sixteen, you can hail the Coast Guard from long ways a away. A long ways yep. away. I don't know how far they. can. Yeah, they've
1: got repeaters all over.
2: But even that being said, I know you know everybody really carries Eperbs or some kind of tracking device. Yeah. But with that being said, just like you were saying, with different, just to get on channels that you know or guys are on every day, you know, which is. Don't stay on our channel. We appreciate it if you don't, you know. But um, if you come in a bind, if there is a charter channel and these guys are out, you know, a lot. I mean, there's the group of us in Jacksonville. There's a group down in St. Augustine. We always have our radios on. And I'm just saying if we're close enough, I mean, yeah, hell yeah, we're coming to you. But it's to know what channels kind of everything stays on. But we prefer to you not to be, you know. Work. Well, and
1: we also have bigger boats, bigger radios, bigger antennas. Right. So if you're a smaller boat, you know, certainly, I, and I always tell people if you call Buck Rogers on Channel 8, one of us will answer. Right. You know, and, and uh, uh, even if we have to relay, you know, I've got, I carry the Garmin uh, um, live track with me. Yep. I got, you well, know. I,
2: got Arm- I got in reach. What, yeah, what the Garmin it? in reach. That's what it I is. I got in reach.
1: Uh, and I can, so I can, you know, I can text, I can. Send an SOS directly to the Garmin Help Center. So. I
2: just I just not gonna I know it probably sounds bad. I probably I mean I still need but I don't but for me, probably eighty percent is inshore, twenty percent's offshore. So even with that being said, okay, normally I'm not going out in bad weather because I don't do that at all. And where I fish is with everybody. So we all go out together and we all come back together. You know, so it's not it's not so much you guys where you're blowing out you know 30 to 50 miles well, and I mean, that you, one day you were fishing this summer and called
1: for help I heard you in Jacksonville yeah and you weren't even using the radio I know that
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't bring up that day that I'm sure glad I'm sure glad I'm thankful I'm thankful that mr Willis made it through that day that was scary um but yeah I mean that we can I mean there's hours of that show can go on chip but we all got to be aware of what's going on.
4: Yeah, and then with the things you said, like your EPR, make sure it's up to date. Make sure that it's to your boat, file float plans. There's a lot of different things you can do. Yep. You know, And, you know, when we all went through sea school, you know, and I had to do it twice because the last time I renewed, I mean, the, the time before that, I had to go back through the whole thing. <clears throat> and there was a lot of stuff you forget, but...
3: I remember checklist. very little about mine. That was only seven seven or eight years ago.
4: Very yeah. little. Yeah, uh, checklist. I'm have. i I'm down there an hour early at the marina every charter. Yeah. That's just one of my habits. It is. I, I agree.
2: Everything. I agree. I'm not a Russian no. person. No. I can't, you know, I mean, I put the boat in the water an hour and a half for my charter. Whether I my sit around the dock and clean I, or whatever I do, I'm not. I hate being behind.
4: Well, you have precious cargo on your boat, you know, i.e. human life. And, you know, even, and I fish primarily inshore. You guys know that. I do fish the beach for tarpon, you know, and sometimes I'll run, you know, two miles, three miles off. I don't, I don't venture out that much with my boat. And even though it'll do it, you know, it's not what I prefer to do, but, you know, inshore is just as important, you know take on water up the river, take it on back in the creek, any anything, you know.
2: Well, not only you that, but never know, good so. gosh, the amount of traffic that's in the river nowadays running around, you know, Chip, I mean, you know, we got bigger things to hit. I mean, that channel, you hit a wooden channel, marker. it ain't moving. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, you I know, I mean, whether or not you run, you know, by GPS or whatever, but it's, it's you know, I, Monday and Tuesday, I did not make any big runs. I left Salt Run and went straight to the jetties. That was it.
3: Hey, if you throw a cast net on a broken-off one, it's not
4: coming up either. Yeah, it's not coming up <laughs> <again>. <laughs> That was hysterical that day, by the way. Chip, <laughs> how
1: about the red fishing, man? It's been on fire. Not for me. No?
4: Uh, no, it, it just turned back on. Um, when I was done, I had, ooh, I had some rough trips when that water hit 47 degrees and then started coming back up. I mean, you know, we had a good day of catching a lot of uh, black drum, You know, and I found, you know, we discussed it last time we were on the radio, I found dead snook, dead tarpon, you know, a lot of different fish, but not massive amounts of fish killed, but I just left the area and started moving around. And the closer you got to the inlet, the warmer the water got, but it was, you know, now it's turning back on, of course, the water temperature's back up to around 60, 62 degrees and, you know, they're comfortable eating there, which is great when I get back from hunting, then... You know, I'll be all over that. So, but yeah, it was tough. <laughs> Look at your clients to go, yeah, well, we're kind of ice fishing today. Yeah. So, <laughs> the
2: only thing that kept you into play was a sheephead or a drum.
4: That yeah, the sheephead and the drum were the only things they would eat. And yeah. they were real sluggish. So. Yes, yeah, sir. 100%. But um, Yeah, I'm glad it's turned back on. You know, of course, right as I finished my run of charters before, you know, the last week of hunting season, it, it uh, just started picking back up, of course. Well, you know, but you don't go. Tough.
2: You and Leon so. are tough. I cannot see you. I mean, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not going. Well, I out
4: give now. them the option, Scotty. I give my charters the option. Oh, I do hey, too. do you want to go? No. You know. <laughs> There's No. <option>. But, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've had days where it's been unbelievable when it's not supposed to be. So.
2: How about yeah. Leon out there, negative 17 degrees skiing? <laughs>
4: oh good for him. Yeah, that's what oh, I said. he's not. And he's he's out there uh, Drinking Yeah, he oh, had okay. snow,
3: he he sent us a picture with he was wearing snowshoes. So <laughs> <He> was,
4: yeah, <laughs> that was the closest to
2: skiing. Okay. Anyhow, yeah, he's having fun. I like. guess in Denver, it looks like he's having fun.
4: uh Bill, uh, no, Bill, I'm looking forward to getting back and getting on that redfish fight. Yes, you sir. Know, that fight.
3: I think fishing in general has been really good. I mean, the
2: water's cleaned up and it's clear. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The last several,
3: well, offshore, you know, it's been dirtier than what we're used to. Do you see the same thing, Phil?
1: Yeah, we, we have had a lot of dirty water um, offshore in the last month or so. Yeah. You know, it just has to do with the current, has
3: to do with the winds. But hasn't you affected know? the fishing much. The no. bottom fishing's been incredible. I'll tell you what, I fishing, especially.
1: Oh, man. Uh, Captain Anthony came back with his 50 fish limit. Yeah, on you were Monday. tell us about that. And uh, the, I'll tell you what has really turned on in Jacksonville is the sea bass. We uh-huh. have caught some incredible greenheads.
2: I love that uh, fish and chip. Nice.
1: That
2: yeah. sounds like a chip. When, that yeah, sounds fish. like a fun trip when you get back. I got nothing much going on. If you want to go, we can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll trailer up here to Bill and I'll make him give me like, I haven't helped him with GPS numbers before. Let me see what he'll give me. Yeah. You <laughs> if, if
1: you guys want some great flat bottom,
2: Scott's
3: got awesome numbers.
2: Oh, <laughs> <please>. <laughs> I didn't send you dummy fishing by any means. Don't even go there with me.
3: Scott, to be fair, Scott did give me one of my best numbers, but I, Scott gave me this number from, it's an old number. And I, the, the name of it is called the thousand pound drop. So I'm thinking like the Flemish cap, I, yeah, I just right. can't wait to get there <laughs> i circle and circle and circle there's nothing there there's nothing there it's all
2: covered up but it's loaded yeah but well
3: just a little ways off from that i did find something but it's like three quarters of a mile just, it's not, just just just
2: just scott stuff. did
3: give give me some numbers for a trip a couple weeks ago
1: which i greatly appreciated <laughs> um he did ask me if i could still convert from loran numbers but you know
2: I mean, these, are, these, are, these are these are just old old you know old numbers i've had i haven't i mean i got just like everybody i got books and books and books and i mean i i haven't fished them in 15 years you know i don't have a boat to go out there anymore yeah and i don't care
3: about going out there anymore so here but you the, go tr- you talked about the trigger fish the 50 50 fish limit you yeah said? that's per vessel
1: well, it's ten per
3: person. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That I mean, that's an epic trigger fishing trip.
1: They so this was a this was a split trip we did. So we're we're starting to offer some split trips with so Buck I, Rogers.
3: I think I'm gonna do that uh, myself. It's
1: cool, man. It's really cool. It uh it has worked out really well. Uh make sure everybody prepays. Yep. It's the only way it works good. But uh they went out on Sunday. Chad had a great trip on on Saturday. No, on Sunday, excuse me. And then Anthony went out on Monday. And uh on the way back in, Chad called me and he's like, Hey, uh, can you make it to the boat ramp on your little uh Scooter? Daisy the scooter. Yeah, you should check out the scooter here <laughs> and check send
2: uh, a picture to this one.
1: We went up there and they came back with fifty triggers, I think ten mangoes, five or six muttons. Oh wow. Uh, a bunch of porgies, a bunch of um, vermilion, a bunch of amberjack. The one kid, all he did all day long was throw a vertical jig. He caught two blackfin, he caught a kingfish, and he caught a barracuda. Um, so they had an absolute epic yeah, day. Yeah.
2: You know. All right, Chip. I got to take a break. Thank you, Chip. All
4: how's, right, guys. How's have the a deer great
2: population? Week. Are you are you uh, thinning it? They're here. All right, thin me yep. one for me.
1: Hey, bring me some <laughs> venison. I'll make you some sausage. No.
4: Well, guys, hey, real quick before we hang up, um, prayers go out for one, guy, one of our good ones we lost, Ron Serency.
2: Oh, um, yeah. I forgot to say yep. Yep.
4: And, yep You know, he's going to be dearly missed. He was a great, great fisherman, a good guy. Yep, so.
2: yep. I forgot but all about anyway, him. Anyway, guys. Thanks, buddy.
4: Take care. See you, Chip. See, See you, Chippy.
2: This is Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Scott Shank, Captain Bill, Captain Ricky be right back.
4: This is the
1: Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show on 1010XL.
2: Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Scott Shank, Captain Ricky, Captain Bill. All right, I'm going to make it. It's not sounding like the way I'm going to say it, but the only reason I brought you in here tonight, Bill
3: is the only reason. The only reason. The only reason. <laughs> the only
2: reason. I don't like you. I just brought you in to tell everybody this. But anyhow, there is a thing coming up March the 9th. Yes. No. It has to do, Sorry. March 5th. March 5th. Yep. March 5th. It has to do with some kind of striped fish. What striped we about fish
1: that? for the El Cheapo Sheephead Tournament on go. March 4th. We got the wrong date what wrong twice. What are you twice. doing to
2: me? I'm trying it to was sit the, here and help promote it. I'm and, telling you. And you're, you're, you're killing me.
1: All right. March 4th is the okay. El Cheapo Sheephead Tournament. Okay. So you guys write El Cheapo Sheephead, Inshore Fish, right? What do you all think a good prize would be? First prize. $125 entry fee.
2: Oh. I mean, I'm looking at something in a 16-foot boat range.
3: Okay. What do you think, Ricky? with an engine. Yeah, I mean, I have very little tournament uh fishing under my belt, but uh, I mean, I'm thinking something in the yeah, $35 to $50,000 range maybe. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, number one, with boats, you can't get them right now. Right. That's a problem. I agree. Um and we have we have traditionally um partnered with Carolina Skiffs. Carolina Skiff. Skiffs? Yes. They they can't since the pandemic hit, they can't do okay. anything. Last year we partnered with Cast and Blast. Yep. Offered a beautiful boat. Yep. Um, they're very difficult right now on their production schedule, so we are giving away ten thousand dollars in cash for oh, our we're first prize. Oh, we just going pars. straight to it then. Just straight up green hundred dollar bills. Yeah, see,
2: see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a big fan of that than when I have. I mean, not being cocky, but I have so, won my fair share. Yeah. And the boats and all that stuff what's, to what's try the to get Andrew rid thing? of.
1: $125. Oh, yeah.
2: So,
3: yeah.
1: And and we're an angler tournament now, um, whereas traditionally this has been a, a vessel, vessel tournament, tournament where you can only have one entry per vessel. Now, if you have five guys fishing, each guy is allowed to buy their own entry. And they can weigh their own fish, uh, Way for us to get more people involved in it. Right. We have a huge lady angler division. Uh, we have a huge kayak division. Hagen Coastal Outfitters has been our kayak sponsor for the last couple years. What a
2: great, great – Yep,
1: and so, you know, and then the cool thing is with the kayak division and um, the ladies' division, really all of it, we're having a a, kind of a lead-in tournament. The North Florida Inshore Slayers is doing their tournament on February, I think it's 12th or 17th. Uh, I'll get that date locked down. But they're doing three prize divisions. They're doing, I believe, aggregate of two fish, big fish, and boat, I think, are the three divisions. The three winners are automatically going to move into the El Chipo, So they're getting automatic entries into the El Chipo. Um And a lot of if you guys are on Facebook, by the way, check out that North Florida inshore slayers. Um, My buddy, great buddy that I've known for years, John Dufreen, introduced me to them uh, a couple years ago. And we started working together last year and they're just a fantastic group. Focus on inshore fishing. Lots of great information in there. They do a lot of raffles. uh, Just really cool group.
2: So March 4th,
1: March 4th at the mayport, boat, mayport ramp. boat ramp yep you can go to l cheapo jacks e l cheapo 125
2: per person yep
1: and then with your lady and kayak entry you can upgrade to a combo right. where if you win a big fish that would jump into the general board with a better prize you can do that uh fish
2: fries afterwards
1: big fish fry and the Fish Fry is 100% sheephead this year. Okay, good. We're not doing any filler fish. We're not doing any lead-in right. fish.
2: Um, and, and of course, you'll be over there with us because we're over there at Consignment Boat Sales.
1: I, now, I will be there for a while. Consignment Boat Sales with Guy will be hosting the outdoor show us. that yep, day. I'll check does. in. Yeah, me, um, and Kevin,
2: and, and Chip will be up there. And we
1: were – I told Kevin that I would do two free entries – uh, okay. for the Christmas show Okay. and unfortunately my registration site broke like the day before and I wasn't able to generate his codes. Okay. So the next two people that call in and ask for an entry to the El Chipo will get a free entry to the general tournament as well as the Calcutta. Wow. So two people call in now 641-1010 and uh, I will take care
2: of your entries for the El Chipo. Dang. That's pretty cool. Corey, did you hear that? You go to talk to me or you go to talk to Bill? Hello, Corey. Yes, sir. I heard it. Yeah. All right. If you want to break loose real quick, make a phone call, whatever you want to do.
3: <laughs> He's on the phone. I know. <laughs> there he is.
2: First one. No. Corey, how are you, sir? Pretty good, guys. How's everyone up there? Doing great. Doing great i know you took a little time off too to finish out the rest of hunting season but i know you also fished a day or two tell me real quick what happened before i gotta take a break yep fished earlier in the week water temps are uh mid uh, upper 50s give or take um a little bit of bait moving around there's a lot of small bluefish chasing shrimp um the rat red bites still there not as hot as last week but uh bigger fish are still being seen on the banks on your low tides
1: they're still a little finicky um had had live bait for most of my
2: trips and and uh it, they were still a little picky even with the live bait but um you know all, all your typical inshore species are there we caught a few flounder they were they were mostly dinks but they've shown up a little bit okay. um so it's been fun tricks, a lot of action, not a lot of huge fish, but you work through those
4: smalls and, and you'll catch dinner.
2: Dude, I don't care. It's just all about bending rods. I mean, Leon called me, you know, whatever it was, Monday and Tuesday, and and I, I wouldn't give anything. I mean, I I mean, I was catching sheephead and stuff, but he was having 50, 60 fish days and stuff like that. Yeah, they were all 17, 18-inch reds, but it's like, dang, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind, you know, yeah, I would like that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, but I appreciate it. I got to take a break. I've been talking too much, and I've been rolling this wrong here. I've been mean, I haven't been watching my time. Thanks, Corey. All right, have a safe weekend. Oh, good night. See you, Corey. Bye, buddy. See, you, Corey. You're, you're well. listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll have a minute or two talk about forecast for the weekend, and then we'll go from there.
1: Ring Power Fishing Forecast
2: show on 1010XL. <laughs> welcome back to the ring power fishing forecast hey we got only got a couple minutes left so let's get right to the tides and the weather for the weekend um afternoon tides all this weekend you're looking at a low uh at 2:37 p.m high tides at 8:14 a.m uh tomorrow uh saturday your high tides at nine basically nine o'clock in the morning with a low at 3 15 in the afternoon sunday you're looking for a high at 9 30 in the morning and a low at almost four o'clock. Um, probably be almost a little football weekend and some inshore fishing because I don't like the forecast, but it's just me, but I don't like north winds. Uh Friday tomorrow. Northeast winds, 10 to 15 knots, seas two to four feet. Uh Saturday, uh north winds, five to ten knots, seas two to three feet. Uh by the way, this is all inside of twenty. Um, then on Sunday, it's east winds, 5 to 10 knots, uh, 2 to 3 feet. Um, I'll help you guys. I know there's guys that are Wahoo fishermen and all this, and they'll brave it. Um, on Friday, northeast winds 10 to 15, uh, diminishing to 5 to 10 at night. Uh, seas are 3 to 4 feet, uh, but the dominant period is real tight, 4 seconds.
1: Yeah, a lot of Friday, Saturday sunday dominant periods looking like eight seconds yeah
2: Saturday saturday's eight uh, yeah well, but, it, but no wind but yeah, yeah, no wind saturday they're calling two feet with a north wind of five to ten
1: yeah that that's fishable oh, yeah. um northeast wind you know, that's five, easy fishable
2: yeah two feet you know yeah
1: monday eh, i don't like the north that northwest wind um that one gets scarier either. but what the, do you get yeah for? yeah that northwest that, that's not a fun wind to fish in nope. But, but, I mean, uh, it's
2: light light north, northeast. I just don't like the north because it always, like.
3: That's what we get all
2: winter. I know. You know? I know. I just, it can, I mean, if it picks up. Oh, yeah. It picks up and it's ugly pickup. It ain't, you well, know.
1: Well, that, that's one of those things, and I tell my clients this all the time. You know, we're going out here and it looks nice, but we're going to watch. And if we feel that wind pick up and we start seeing a few white caps, we're going in now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I said, I'll, you know, we'll adjust. We'll get a little closer end. or whatever, yeah, or whatever. We'll, we got to we'll get closer. We'll get somewhere yeah. comfortable. But I've spent too many days out where yep. you get caught in that. And no. it's, you're a, that's a wet ride home.
2: Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. Folks, don't forget to go to El Cheapo, March the 4th. Sign up. Get all ready for that one. Captain Ricky Papour, I appreciate you coming in tonight. And yes, sir. don't forget, folks, um, on Saturday, the outdoor show with all the boys will be here. It is the last weekend of hunting season for them up in Georgia. So they're all up there, and they will be back. So anyhow, look forward to them on Saturday morning from 7 to 10. Outside again, thank you very much for listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. For Captain Bill, Captain Ricky, I'm Captain Scott Shank. See ya. See ya. See ya.